she's so high, high above. I don't know why I felt like starting like that, but I've done it now. What what do we want to talk about this week? Hello, everyone. Hello. Uh, video games, probably. They're usually why we turn up for this shit show. Yeah, yeah okay. I mean, I was just here to, to riff on some Four Years Strong, but that's that's just why I'm here. Everybody is, comes for their own reasons. This is where I'm probably going to be judged ever so slightly. I have no idea who, who that band are. Uh, neither do I, so... <laughs> Me Jim, neither. do you need I, to inform us? I, I, <laughs> Did you make this band up in your head, Jim? Uh, it, yeah. Yeah, I, I read the wrong word. I was supposed to say Tail Backman. Still don't know who or what that is. Well, whoever it is. Because I don't know who did it. I just know the bit where they go, she's so high. And I say it a lot when I'm alone it, in the house. I know, I know a Blur song called She's So High. I don't think I know the one you're singing. So I, I want to know about this song you're singing, Jim. I have two key questions. First of all, is she at the top of a tall building? And B, is she smoking illegal substances? Like, why is she high? Neither. I think it's a metaphorical thing. Because the lyrics go, Because she's so high, high above me, she's so lovely. She's so high like Cleopatra, Joan of Arc, or Aphrodite. Okay, okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna select two new options then, I suppose, with this this redone uh, framing device in mind. Yeah. Is is she just a better person than you, or is well, she high above you because you're like down on the floor licking her boots because you know it's one of those kind of situations? Well, the thing is, the thing about her is, is that she's blood, flesh, and bone, and no tux or silicone. That, that's the main thing you need to know. But she is first class and fancy free. She's high society. So from a class perspective, she may be of a, you know, a, a superior social strata. That's what's got me asking well, what a guy like me could ever really offer. I hate jokes I, <laughs> where people just speak the lyrics of songs as if they're conversation. Do, do you... So you you hate the jokes where like you know you come up with a silly joke where you have no idea where you want to go with it and we just ask you questions and make you tell us the lyrics to the song. Yeah, yeah, as an yeah. I think what what's <laughs> happened in an act in an act that can only be described as mutiny is that you have forced me down a rabbit hole of of bad comedy that I never wanted to be because all I really wanted to get out of this was a cheap giggle from like I don't know 20% of the listeners at me saying fair, she's a, so high a rabbit hole of bad comedy could pretty much be our tagline yes this is yeah, this is yeah. true thematically we're on point I rescind um, and regret even my my comments about mutiny I withdraw those accusations and instead commend you both for keeping us on theme, and you both get medals. Yeah. Thank you very much. Particularly, I'm, I'm very excited. Particularly sums us up when, like, even probably the mention the mention of the words rabbit hole had half of our listeners bracing themselves, going, oh, God. <laughs> you Here said hole in some regard. That's true. That's true. I, I mean, you know, we've all fucked a rabbit. Let, let's yeah, let's not. Course. You know, that's. That's just a thing we all yeah, do. Let's not beat around the bush, because that's how you you find the rabbit. You beat around the bush, then when they run for it, you pounce. And well, if, if if they run away, you beat in the bush, because you know you didn't succeed in getting the it. rabbit. You, you, just you just beat in the bush. You just kind of take your frustrations out on local shrubbery, which is no good for mm. anyone, because the rabbits they enjoy it. Like like they look at you when when you have sex with them. They look over <laughs> their shoulder, and and they're like. 
I'm happy with this. They they run because they make you work for it. They they're inspired uh, primarily by the cartoon work of Pepe Le Pew, uh, which they're big fans of, and they realise that uh, sexual intimacy is uh, a lot more rewarding when you work for it, when there's a chase element. I'm I'm just going to say this now, Gav, you made the right choice by not saying anything during this, because there was a certain moment in this back and forth between me and Jim where I realised there is no easy backing out of this particular gag, and... I don't, I don't. What do we do now, well, Jim? We have. I've, I mean, we've we've gone here. I'm, here. I'm here to provide a PSA because there's also no easily backing out of a rabbit. Uh, once you're uh, in, it's a tight fit. You're going to be there for a while. The rabbit's going to be fine, but you if you've got ear. shit to do, unless you fuck the ear or let the ear fuck you. Now there are many different ways we can talk about that. Probably too numerous. You, you'd think that your options are limited when you are uh, performing coitus with the ear of a rabbit, but there's actually... She's so high! That's all I wanted to do. That is okay, all okay. I wanted to do at the top of this don't, show. Don't, don't, don't have sex with a rabbit. Have sex with a person dressed as one if you must, and uh, she's so high. There we go. Should we do what I suggested at the beginning and talk about video games? Uh, we can talk about video games. I'm Jim Sterling, by the way. I'm joined by Laura. Hello, Laura. Hello, I'm here. I'm not joined by the arsehole cat this week. She's been shut out and, like, you... Laura, I can hear your cat. Seriously. Oh, can you? Can you, Gav? Ah, it's it's my cat again. No. So, (laughs) You just just stuck a knife in that goof and just twisted it. (laughs) So, here's, here's the thing. There is no cat in the room this week. However, I am amazed at how quickly after the episode was posted, someone made a Twitter account of my cat that was just the word meow getting regularly tweeted. So good on you for that, internet. People move quick. People move very quick. Um, again, yeah. is medal, he, is, is, medal is for the, that person. Is the Twitter account as much of an annoying asshole as the real life cat? <laughs> uh it, it, it's uh, slightly more creative than the actual cat because the, the actual cat just brute forces its way into your attention whereas the Twitter account like at least had a, a funny pun for a name which was Laura Cat Dale it's oh Cat it's, Dale. A, it's a similar name to my middle name but it's a, a cat it's strong it's, it's, a, it's a strong it's a strong bit of wordplay that some, um, some, of, yeah. some of our listeners were furious about that cat oh yeah yeah as like I didn't. They were cat we addressed it. annoyed. That's we, not we really. We did a address it. We, it we was a bit it of a week, catastrophe. Like, uh, we we addressed it a chunk of the way into the episode. Basically, there was someone in my house who could not be around the cat, so the cat physically had to be in my office. Yeah. And I don't don't think we pra- don't uh, think we were you know don't don't think we were pleased about it. We were feline quite bad about the whole situation. <laughs> It wasn't a perfect situation. Yeah. It certainly gave me some pause for thought. Everything's a little quieter meow in my office. Okay. Um, I think we I think we're have done we, with that. We killed the joke. I think we Yeah, Gavin's here Gavin's here too. Yes, yes. Um <laughs> yeah, uh, how are you, Gav? Uh honest answer or with cherries on top? <laughs> <laughs> I'm very, very sleepy and tired and grumpy today. So. Sleepy, tired, grumpy guy. Okay. I'm really sleepy today as well. I've, I've got a big old glass of water here in the hopes it'll wake me up. I'm just a bit sleepy. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I'm a, a li- I'll tell you what. I am exhausted in a general sense. Um, 
something about being on the phone with a lawyer constantly takes it out of you. Uh, also, I can't imagine why that would be the case, yeah, Jim. Yeah. Also, a lot of work. A lot of games that I know Laura and I are both aware of. We can't talk about yet. Been play- February's been fucking off the chart. Like February's the yeah. new Fe- November, apparently. February's been crazy. And half of it is stuff that can't be talked about yet. Not yet, not yet. But honestly, but... that's kind of uh, kind of the same situation here. Just too much stuff happening at once. Yeah, just it, a it's lot currently of, like, the 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 bit where we do all the work and then suddenly we get to talk about it all at once. So that's going to be a fun thing coming up. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, I mean we've it, it we've had a couple of slow weeks with with the year gearing up, but it, it 2017 in terms of gaming has. I mean, it kick, it all kicked off this month, and it's continuing to kick off. I wish the medium would pace itself better. <laughs> I mean, it'd be November, nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> November was just a bomb of games, and then this last this month is is crazy as well. And I, I don't they think just, there's anything hey, in April, hey, is there? What what are you, what are you on about? Like, we had Fire Emblem Heroes on mobile, and you were li- did we you get were anything in December? And I I can't. Yeah, even did did we get was. anything in? Did we get anything in December? Probably. We probably got a video game in December. We, we, the game industry has no problem. We had another fucking Nintendo mobile game in December. Um, summer. They never do. They never do enough in summer. And mm. I guess because they they expect people are outside playing soccer or whatever. I'm like, if if you're selling video games, like a lot of us are just like in the house throughout summer. I mean, look at my skin. Yeah. Like it's vampire pale. I don't go out there. There should be no excuse for me being as pale as I am living in Mr. Fucking Sippy. But I am. So release some stuff out in the summer. I'll, I'll play it. E- even if no one else does. I'll, I'll give it a go. Well, I'll play, I'll play that stuff in the summer because I'm going to end up playing it in the summer anyway because that's when I'll actually have time because of all yeah. the other video games that came out. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, For Honor. Is there anything is the coming one. out in April? I'm hoping to have Probably. a little break in it. In, 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 in. Uh, I'm going to look it up Splat- right now. It's Splatoon 2 April. Fuck knows. I think. Game release is 2017. Here we are. We'll do, we'll do some, some real work right now. I guess I should. Oh, we actually like looking some stuff up. Yeah, why not? Why not? Why not? January, we, we're done with that. February, he don't care. March, fuck March. April. April, we've got Persona 5 on April 4th. Yeah. So... That that'll be a big uh, cult hit. I I am I'm ready for that one. We got Jeez. Sniper Ghost Warrior Three. I couldn't give the first fuck. Didn't you recently publish a review of that on uh, Let's Play Video Games? Or was it a different sniper? Well, who game? what? What was that? Who what? Sniper Ghost Warrior Three. Oh. Uh, no, that's a different one. We had Sniper Elite oh, 4. Oh, 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 a different game. Yeah, a different, yeah, a different game. game. No, you, I see where you got <laughs> confused, but no, it's a different game about snipers. Can we just have one game called Sniper, oh, please? Thanks. There are seven games about snipers. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, it's it's actually quite quite top-loaded is April, because we also have April 7th, Bulletstorm course, Full Clip Edition. Modern Warfare 2 as well was all about the snipers in a different way. Yeah. At least they didn't call it. I'm a sniper. Well, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare Remastered was all about sniping money from people's wallets with microtransactions. That's what they did. Ukulele. What else? Oh, ukulele. That's your April. Okay. Um, Yeah. Then just a bunch of games I don't give a fuck about. Then we've got uh, April 25th Dragon Quest Heroes 2. I love the first Dragon Quest Mm -hmm. Heroes, so. 
So there's a couple of games in April. March May is mental. Is how, little. how am I supposed to process a new Zelda and a new Mass Effect in one fucking month? March, yeah, that's, yeah, March is uh, our big switch. That's that switch day. So we've got oh, I am Setsuna coming to the Switch. I didn't know that was being ported. Yeah, game, yeah, that's that's coming that to the Switch. Right. Yeah. That game's okay. Um, so we got yeah, but all the Switch stuff basically as soon as March begins. Then Nia mm-hmm. Automata, March seven. Uh, don't care about that. Ghost Recon Wildlands. I mean, it'll sell, but I don't care that much. Uh, what else we got? Senran Kagura. Oh, some people will love to masturbate their penises until the penises come I, semen to that game. Is that something I hoping... even want to Google? Okay. D- uh, it's the game where the people with the big boobs like rip each other's clothes off while fighting each other. Uh, <laughs> if, if, if you remember any of the times where I've been sent those like PR boxes full of stuff that includes boobs, like the body pillow and the, the boob mouse mat, that was Senran Kagura. This one's Senran. about so, water um, gun fighting. This one's... Co- this one's called Peach Beach Splash. Oh, I think I I've really... actually uh, Googled this before while yeah. on the podcast. I, I hope they send me their their big press kit again, because it's always amusing to find out what bizarre press bullshit they're going to send me. Like My favourite thing is I still have in my office from probably two or three years ago, they sent me a certificate that said, tits are life, ass is hometown. I remember that. And I, I have that in my office. It's just like framed on my wall because, you know, it's it's very close to my heart, that sentiment. It is. Uh, I think it's a, a lesson we all need to learn. And I think that's what Indeed. this show's always been about, is, is to let you know that, that tits is ass and hometown is... is is something what? something like that. Some words, <laughs> just some words. Words. See, I so, I deliberately yeah. said it wrong, thinking there'd be a goof at the end, but I didn't actually have a goof at the end, so I I just deliberately got something wrong. That's no way <laughs> that's to do what, a podcast. That's what they all say. Um, so yeah, we we found out some some stuff about like games that are coming out in in March. That's the month that comes after February. Uh, a bit of news we had this week. You know that Zelda game that comes out at the beginning of March? Yeah. It's going to have a season pass. Um, I'll tell you what. I, I'll i I'll be interested to see what, what, what exactly that's going to look like long term. And I say that just because I did a whole episode on it. Hyrule Warriors is so far um, one of only two season passes I've ever bought. Uh, because I I mm. do genuinely believe that that season pass was worth it. I I think the Hyrule Warriors season pass worked damn hard to justify it. And Nintendo's been pretty decent about when it does take other shitty ideas mm. from companies. They're pretty good at uh, kind of making it work in a way that's so, not as shit. They they try yeah. and make these ideas live up to the potential, not the reality that lazy slapdash publisher dickheads have done. Yeah, I was thinking about Nintendo season passes and DLC the other day when this news came out, and the first one that jumped to mind for me was the Mario Kart 8 DLC, and both of those were pretty substantial. It's like, yeah, here's a bunch of new tracks, a new character, and stuff like that. That that seemed fairly worthwhile. Yeah, they- Hyrule Warriors had a pretty decent rollout of, of DLC that didn't seem ridiculous. So, yeah, in terms of uh, Zelda game getting a season pass. I am less eye rolly than I would be about almost pretty much any other company well, doing it. That, just that story alone, I don't 
have the problem with, but I'm a bit concerned about some of the specifics we got. Oh, okay, hold on. So, Let me just wind up my eyes for the rolling. Let's let's okay, let's go. Okay, are, are you not aware of the specifics yet, Jim? Uh, I am not actually. Oh, okay. I haven't done so, my new sweep. I, I I normally do my new sweep at uh, yeah. the end of the week for Jimquisition stuff, but but okay, okay. So here's here's the details. So when you buy the season pass at launch, you initially get. Uh, three treasure chests will be added to the game at that point. Okay. You get one treasure chest that contains a Nintendo Switch branded t-shirt that Link can wear and is exclusive to the season pass. Mm, that, that, will add, that will add to the immersion. Yeah. Exactly. He'll just be running around in his Nintendo Switch t-shirt. Um, so, and as far as I'm aware, that's for both the Switch and Wii U versions. So if you get the season pass <laughs> on Wii U, you, you get a Switch t-shirt. You're buying a commercial for a better system. I feel really motivated to buy the season pass right now, Laura. And the other two treasure chests at launch are items that will be useful to help Link on his journey. Don't know what those are, but... Is that their official (laughs) branding of it? That is the branding of it, is items useful to Link on his journey. Are they called packs? Please tell me they're called packs. No, they're they're treasure chests. Uh, So there are two other bits of DLC you get in the season pass. In the summer of 2017, you will get hard mode, <laughs> which is a difficulty mode for the game. Right. That's that's a thing you have to purchase separately okay. if you want the game wow. to be harder multiple so months I'm after bu- launch. I'm buying hard mode, yeah. Yep. Uh, you're also getting a new dungeon thing. I think it's like a trial of challenges, okay, much so like the one that was in Twilight Princess yeah. HD, where it's like, Bullshit fight dungeon. a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Yep. And then the one that seems like it's got the most substance to it is at somewhere towards the end of 2017. Okay, well, you're spoiling us is... so far, so, so okay, I'm really excited. Okay. This is probably the most substantial thing, is a new dungeon that's designed to be more of a traditional, like, a core game dungeon. Okay. That also includes story content. Right, right. So, so there will be a dungeon and story content Toward the end of 2017. So, so basically, what people buy Something season passes based. generally to get more than one of, you get that at the end as a nice little treat. Yeah, like I'm looking at this being like hard mode should have been a thing anyway. You shouldn't have to pay for hard Honestly, mode. Honestly, I wouldn't feel like this isn't the first game to do it either. Like games that are, are yeah. sectioning off extra difficulty modes or just extra modes in general, extra mode versions of the core game. In a season pass, that is a company that is they want they wanted the season pass first, and then yeah. wanted ideas for it, which is you know greedy, cynical, and lazy. It's a nice triple threat. So well done on that, yeah. Nintendo. So I, I kind of regret yeah. everything Nintendo's I said before. Once now. again, looking <laughs> at the West for what bad habits it can pick up and do worse. That's it, yeah. But yeah. Nintendo is the little kid in the playground looking at the older boys smoking cigarettes behind the bike shed yeah. and then wandering over and saying, can I have a puff? Yeah, and coughing and spluttering all over itself and going back and puking all over the sink. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and then selling a, an NES classic controller cord that's like two foot long. That, yeah, I had that photo I did you have... posted. Made me, yeah, I, I laughed so hard at it that I woke Rachel up. I, we were in bed, and I was reading tweets in bed, and I saw Jim's picture. I I laughed so hard I woke so, Rachel up. Yeah, like I, it wasn't even to... deliberate. Like like that's not staged. <laughs> like from where I'm sat and where the TV is, which I would consider a. a I mean, the, 
considering how big the, the main room is, most of my house is the main room. Uh, and, and that's the closest chair to it. And I think that is a fair distance. And... And, and, and that's how far it stretched. If, if no one saw the photo I tweeted out, the NES controller was about three or four foot off the ground, hanging by its HDMI cord on one end and the controller cord on the other, because it's so short. Mm. And Nintendo's the, justification the... was, because we put the reset button on the box, people should sit near the NES Classic to reset to or, switch games. Or, you know, you wow. could have a reset button on the the classic control, the NES Classic controller so that people don't have to get up to reset. Oh, but it's all about the aesthetic that Nintendo just wants to make it like, like more believable and realistic. Fuck off, it's got an HDMI port uh, on the back. I'm if it's got an yeah. HDMI port on the back, it ain't authentic. Put a fucking... Or, you don't even need a button if you're that much if you if you're that worried about the aesthetic and I know that you don't need a button because when a friend of mine gave me all the material I needed to crack that fucker wide open all I got to do is press two of the existing buttons together and then it resets a little bit of software provided for free by the community Mm. So yeah, like the only reason my NES Classic doesn't look quite as ridiculous as the image you posted is because I happen to have a five meter long HDMI cable already, which was like, oh, I guess the NES Classic sits on my lap while I play, which it's like that shouldn't be the solution no, to I, I bought a, a modern piece of technology that I want to sit on my sofa and play. I've ordered a, uh, it should probably be arriving today or tomorrow, you know, a controller extension cable, which Nintendo yeah. doesn't even sell. Like, like, if this was Sony or Microsoft, you'd see the cynicism in what they've done. They, they'll sell a, 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 an extender. But this just helps. This is just third parties doing it, cleaning up the mess. Because Jim, Nintendo's Jim, so obsessed with its quirky aesthetic. Jim, Jim, don't you remember when you were a child and you sat on the oh, floor playing really video games uh, a couple of feet from the TV because that's how you did it? That's complete. We want to we get back your nostalgia. Sit on the floor and any, play there. Any end-user customer, and, and you know what? I, I rarely, rarely insult the end user customer. I I try and you know make the gym position very customer facing, customer friendly. I don't stick up for companies, and and I'm certainly not defending Nintendo. But I will say this much: anyone who's on Nintendo's behalf as a customer, as an end user, justified the NES Classic with that. With it's just like when I was a kid, I could sit close to the TV or anything like that. Right? You're a fucking idiot. You are a fucking idiot. And Nintendo's mm. a fucking idiot for peddling that kind of bullshit. Or, or maybe they're cleverer than I think, considering they seem to have suckered enough people into believing this is a feature and not design nonsense. I realise that the NES Classic is quite old now, but I got a tip off last week and got it a couple of days ago, and it's, it's not like I was expecting it to be good. I've already slagged it off. It's a, it's a, it's a fucking Walgreens plug-and-play, right? Yeah. It's... It's a nice looking emulator box. I got it because is uh, I got yeah, it because go it was on. rare. I, I got it because <laughs> I'm a consumer of piece of shit, and when I'm told that the local targets only ever getting them in batches of three, I'm like, I might as well get one just so I can have one. And are you ready for this with the switch, so Jim? You're, so you are the problem. <laughs> I'm. I mean, I'm a bit of the problem. Um, it's not that I 
wasn't expecting to get use out Because I was going to say, like, the it. most surprising thing to me about this is that people actually buy it. Yeah, well, well, here's the thing. Um, I didn't get it to scalp it or anything like that. I, 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 I got it because, you know, it's a, it's a curio, it's a, a collectible thing, whatever, whatever. Um, I thought it would be funny to have one um, for... I can use it for... I mean, I used it in the Jimquisition this week, and I've got other uses for it. And it is very moddable. And that, that, that's on its own, as, as a $60 little box of shit with 30 games on it, I wouldn't recommend it, with 700 NES games on it, and improvements like, oh, look, I can reset it from here without pressing the fucking button on the box because I'm not an idiot. Very worth it. That is exactly what I did as well, and it is a much more worthwhile thing if you know someone that's willing to help you crack that thing open and put all the games on it. Also, it's perfectly morally justifiable for reasons I'm not going to tell you right now, because I've got a video coming up about it that might be my most contentious video yet, but but I've been waiting weeks to do this one. This is the one I promised when I said I'm not even finished with Nintendo yet. Um, It's going to be sometime, I think before the Switch comes out, if not straight after. Oh, Nintendo, you fuck Somebody this. got very angry with me because you don't, uh, because you shit on Nintendo <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> well, they're going to um, be really upset today, aren't they? I can't remember what they put. It was just something really angry about the pod position and bias towards Nintendo. So I posted him back a gif of Johnny Depp blowing him a kiss and he blocked me. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, you, if you're still uh, listening, if you're still listening... Um, you know, I'm sorry you're upset and offended and everything. I, I you know, my my intent is not to show any sort of bias. The only bias I have um, with regards to companies is, is I, I tend to be biased against really dumb ideas and awful design decisions, and just companies being shitheads, which might be why I mention Nintendo a lot. Um, so I apologise for that. It's not on purpose, but if you are defensive of anything I've said about the NES Classic today. You are a fucking idiot. And, and and I'm sorry to be the one to have to say that to you, but you are being a bit of a fucking idiot. Sorry about that. Sorry. I think it's sorry. important sorry. as well to, to clarify that we want Nintendo to succeed. I've uh, always said that, yes. Yeah, I love Nintendo, and I think that the games industry would be a far less interesting place without them. Any criticism I have of that company is because I want to see them do well. Yeah, I don't even want to talk about Nintendo all that much this week because we, we, we do talk about them a fair clip. And with the Switch coming up, we're going to talk about them, you know, quite a bit. Uh, so we, we've already done a lot of Nintendo. So let, I, I, I suggest we move on. What, you don't want to talk about the 80 new Pokemon they're adding and the maybe getting trading and PvP battles soon and how this might be... Uh, no! I know! I don't. I I I stopped playing that game the week it came out, and I, I and I keep hearing about it still, and I, I, I don't want to get I, it again. I still play it, and my my only thought as to why they're suddenly adding in all those features people were asking for is, and that content people wanted is like, oh, are you trying to get the people that are still playing it excited about Nintendo because the Switch is coming out in like two weeks, which yeah. is probably uh, it. it's probably a fair fair point. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, talk so about For Honor! For Honor? Yeah! 
That yeah. is the most fun you have playing For Honor, I've found. It's not that I think the game is particularly bad. It's all right, and I've been getting the hang of it, and I've been I've been having a few matches that I'm... But the most fun you have with that game is just going, For Honor! If you get well, into it in a way that you shouldn't, it's quite fun. Well, I was on, I've only played the campaign so far, and it definitely made me yell. But it wasn't a it wasn't a victorious yell. <laughs> oh right, it was, a, it was a yell of anger. <laughs> oh, you won't like Moe play then because it's like that. But they hard. go away as well. <laughs> it's, I, I don't think it's a, it's a very hard game. It's just the control scheme is very different to anything it's, I've ever used, and it takes a long yeah. time to get used to. It's played a lot more like a fighting game system than I expected it it's, to be. Yeah, it's been it, compared to like Bushido Blade and stuff like that. It's all about sword positioning and and stuff. Yeah, it's well, it's about like your stances and then using like your light, medium, heavies, and yeah. your, it, it's basically all the, the the flow stuff that you usually get in a two D fighter, but in a three D perspective. The, I, but I, more what, what gets yeah. me is the tr- the triple directional blocking thing. I just yeah, I'm having. I always forget it, to aim the other way when they're blocking one way, and yeah. it well, takes a I, while the, to get used to it. One trouble I've been having, and I'm, I, I was trying to train myself this morning, was I've been instinctively using the left stick to judge my, like, like position my attacks, because I'm just used to the left stick determining movement and therefore yeah. mm. where my attacks go. Same. It's it's when you and and it doesn't help that when you're fighting just regular normal. AI controlled army guys There's none of the targeting And none of the positioning It's just hack and slash And you've yeah. got to instantly change mindset The moment a, a, a human player Or a bot Because they keep turning up for some reason um, Turns up it's, it's a completely different change of, of mental Sort of, of, of Approach mm-hmm. and, and I've just been trying to get used to it And, and it I've, I've had to try and like not so much unlearn as just put out of my head the sheer amount of like muscle memory that I have now from games like Souls and Neo. Yeah, yeah, and Souls like, and Neo. Um, for me oof. as well, Dynasty Warriors uh, mm. is because you know I'm an army guy and there's a whole army of these peons and then named soldiers. I get very hack and slashy about it, and it's not a hack and slash. It's no, you can't. Attacks are slow on purpose. I, I don't feel yeah. it's unresponsive. Some people have said it's unresponsive. It's not that. It's no. the, It's very ponderous, and you've got to retrain your mind to be used to that. You've got any, to retrain anytime... to be a big, heavy, lunking lunk of meat. I... I think it's just a case of you can't really back out of anything once you've decided to do it. It's any time you attempt to do something, you're committed to doing it and you've got to sort of decide, do I really want to try and do this? Okay, now's the time. Let's go in for the the big hit or swing or whatever. With the exception of feints, which it's something you don't get. You you sit through a tutorial at the beginning, but it doesn't tell you half the stuff you can actually do. They do Um, in the campaign. They teach you all that stuff. I've just started um, a bit of the campaign. I'm like, I, I did two stages of the campaign. Um, I've been mostly on the multiplayer, and have I've noticed you, um, the, the the campaign already told me a couple of things that would have been nice to have known in the in the multiplayer. Ha- have you done the part yet where you have to fight a Viking um, as mm. as you're trying to get rid of the the catapults? Yeah, that was the bit that made me fucking like nearly punch a hole in the screen fighting that guy. 
I I was fine with it, but I can see where it could have got frustrating. Uh, I didn't touch the beta at all and just jumped in like you did with the campaign today, and yeah. I can see how that could have turned very annoying very fast. It was like this huge difficulty spike that like I've been just kind of going through it, and then suddenly this guy's doing all these combos and knocking me onto the ice and well, making me fall, and I was just like, what the Fuck! And actually, like, I haven't done this in, I'd say, about a year. And that's after playing Neo and Souls. Slam the controller down on the table <laughs> so hard that the batteries fell out. I, um, I've, got, I've gone through too many controllers because of my anger management problems I have. But um, I might stop the campaign if it gets to that point. The campaign so far just feels like, let's just do the multi... It's one of those campaigns that feels like, let's just do what we did in multiplayer, but like draper story limply around the framework so it doesn't Although it the, seems the, very the, tacked on and not all that interesting so far the main I villain is pretty uh, is pretty cool though oh is that the 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 woman they show in the intro with the kind of creepy yeah, helmet she's, and everything she's got the kind of almost sauron-esque uh, armor yeah yeah she did look she's cool. pretty pretty interesting and um actually well uh Sorry, my I'm so sleepy, my brain's just frazzled, but it's yeah, a fucking time. incredible looking game. It looks nice. I like the it's got a nice aesthetic. I like yeah. I like I wish it was more souls like or more Dynasty Warriors like just because, you know, those the those are the games I like most and a game with the aesthetic this has would be really nice. Um it, married to a game I'd much rather be playing. It's not that I don't think For Honor is bad. It's not that I'm not having some enjoyment. It's just it is such a ponderous, very specific experience that I'm sure is wonderful to a very distinct set of people. But mm. for me, I'm just I could very much take or leave the game at this point. The I, one thing I really like. Sorry, Laura. Do you want to go first? Um, I'll get my thing in quick. Like my current thoughts, just having played the campaign only so far, is that I am enjoying these mechanics, but there's nothing about the world that's making me want to stay playing right now. Like, okay, right, these yeah. are some cool character designs. The mechanics are good. There's no real soul to it that's making me not want to go play something think, else. Yeah, the lack of a soul is is. I feel that it feels very here is fighting, you know, like, like it doesn't, it doesn't feel to me like a game where the developers and, and this might be untrue, but I can only talk about the, the end, what the end product reflects. It feels very, uh, I don't want to use the word cynical cause I use that word too much and it doesn't quite reflect this, but very much like a job that they did. It's like, we yeah. wanted this game and we made it, here it is. Uh, and it's not like... which when, It's odd because you contrast that with the passion of Captain Viking Pans, the, the, the becamed brilliant man who kept talking about this game at E3 conferences and things. And he's so into it, but none of that man's raw, yeah, growling passion is in this game. It's weird because it's it's undeniably a well-made game yeah. that has like a lot of polish to its presentation and a really strong set of core mechanics that have a lot of depth to them but that are fairly mechanically simple to start jumping into. It, it, but it just, it just feels like it's missing but something. As a, as a it just feels like multiplayer uh, game is that kind of okay? Like that's kind of excusable to me because I, they've I done don't know. 
because I got. I, I feel like the people who are playing this game primarily for the competitive side of it are really sure. enjoying it. Sure, but then you compare it to Overwatch, which yeah. had you know character designs that had so much love poured into them, yeah. and you that game feels passionate. This one feels, you know, uh, dispassionate. It, it feels so just straightforward here it is and that might be what some people like you know they might be like you know i don't want i don't care about about going too deep in the game's world or any of that bullshit yeah. um but i do feel that the game having gone light on that for me at least it, it it does reflect in the game and the game itself consequently feels like it's not as bothered about itself as it could be mm. Yeah, like I, I don't know how much of my opinion on this is going to change when I start playing multiplayer because if I'm playing against someone who has some some passion and belief behind their 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 uh, side of the army, if I go fighting against someone who just screams for honor, then maybe I will work. feel yeah. something. For honor. See, that's what for I was. Honor. I was hoping the game would be just a bit more over the top, a bit more of that rah kind of stuff. And then when you start yeah. playing it, it is very mechanical. It's Actually, very okay. I go. Over here, and I just press the button to chop the dudes. Now I'm in a mm. duel, and that's very slow and deliberate. And I don't know. I'm just I I, the, I wanted rah, and instead I got hmm. Yeah, the the tone of the um the story in the campaign as well is much more serious than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a very fun kind of big bashing yeah. each other's heads in all kind of. Maybe a little bit tongue in cheek, but no, it's very serious. And it's like it's lots of men growling quietly. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, which I'm, is funny because it goes against the the premise that the game's CGI opening like brings up that it's like these people live nothing like they they live for war, they love it, and then you could do the campaign. It's like oh, war's horrible, we hate it. No, they don't live for war. They live for that one puddle that existed in that trailer. <laughs> they, and they, they all fight wanted the puddle. <laughs> I thought that. Like I watched <laughs> the intro. <laughs> And saw them time lapse for a thousand years, and I'm like, is this all about that puddle of water? Like, see, this is this is that's the genuine impression I got, and I was sad that I'm so far like several hours into the campaign, and I've not yet like fought a battle to try and win the puddle. Yeah, where is my favorite character, the puddle? The battle for Saint Augustine's puddle. Um, I have to say, the only other issue. Oh, sorry. On an aesthetic level, there's there's something wonderfully. satisfyingly weighty about the animations like even even something as simple as walking around looks yeah whatever way they've yeah. mo-capped it and done with the character models just looks and this is you know yeah. this is my layman's not critic point things that i noticed you know no 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 it's I'm a fair just point just walking around it, going this looks fantastic it does suffer a little bit from and and, and it happens a lot in ubisoft games uh, what i call over animation um, I do feel like maybe people would feel like the game was more responsive, um, which, you know, for some people isn't a problem, but for some people it is. Um, I feel like the game would feel a bit more tactile, a bit more like I'm there in the moment if they the animations for attacking weren't so flowing and overdone and, okay, I'm going to, you know, take a really long time for this swing. Um, and it's like, I get it. I get that the heavy attacks take a while, but there's just... Again, just just a, a touch too slow for me. Just a touch I, to where I'm like I'm enjoying it, but I just I don't feel like I'm quite connected. I I have to give it props as well, um, for the PC port at least so far. I don't know what the multiplayer is yeah. like, but the campaign is. I'm running it on a 980, 
and I've everything on highest and it looks incredible and it's completely solid 60 hasn't dipped once yeah it's been really running really nice on PC for me as well multiplayer is multiplayer is where people are having the problems which I think part of the reason why we're having a bit of difficulty I think talking about the game is um, we've played different modes yeah Yeah. you two had um, uh, primarily focused on uh, campaign at the moment and I was primarily on multiplayer so we're a little bit I think that skews mine and Laura's perspective a bit because the, oh, the big priority of this game is its multiplayer. Yes. So yes. I, I, I have a question for Jim and this is from something I've heard and I'm just making an educated guess as to what the problem with multiplayer might be. Um, I'm aware that the, it doesn't use like central servers. You're doing like yes, peer that, versus peer. I was going to talk is, about that. Yeah. Is, is the big problem at the moment with multiplayer getting matched with with hosts that are not that don't have a good internet connection oh and then lag being it's a problem. Call, call of Duty syndrome. <laughs> it's it's inexcusable. It, it's inexcusable. It, it's a joke. It's a fucking joke. Like the the connection errors. I couldn't I couldn't get on last night, and this morning I had several issues. Um, and and you keep getting bots even when you're on. You know, despite how big the game is. And despite playing, um, you know, a lot of what is it, Dominion or Domination, whatever it is, the the, the base capturing one, um, which has very high activity all the time, you know, seems to be the most popular, at least on. Cause I'm playing PS4, um, you know, the the most popular mode, and you keep still, you could half your team could be bots, which isn't bad because uh, most people say the bots are harder than the players, um, but that is the 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 issue. Is a lot of disconnects, a lot of lost progress. Like I was um, when I did get into two matches last night, doing really well in them, and then got booted because the the host left or whatever, and it just fucked up. And that's all that progress gone. Doesn't retain it. Goodbye. Uh, and um, bots, yeah, there there should be no reason why half my team are bots uh, on a, a game this big on a playlist that that's as popular as it is. There, there's just some real fuck, fucked up stuff going on as far as matchmaking and stable connections go. And for a game like this, I no, there's, there should be no reason for this. No reason whatsoever. I am not looking forward to reaching that bit of the experience. Where, where's That's, the microtransaction like, money going? And season pass money and pre-order money and all of your money, Ubisoft? I, 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 I'm not Ubisoft, Shim. I can't answer. I... Be, you, you, Someone has to, and you're the closest. No, I'm you, the, I'm the closest. I'm the Ubisoft true. shill. Corruption. Yeah, you, you tell them from me, Gav, that there's no excuse for it. I'll pass it on with my powers of collusion. Yeah. I'm having my moment of like, do I have anyone on Skype that works at Ubisoft that we can just, just like call in on Skype and be like, right, so just call me Colludisoft. Oh, good. you know everyone's now gonna call you Colludisoft. Yeah. 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 But I got started, material. You started a thing. I got material for Ubisoft uh, on the next Gymquisition because the the whole matchmaking online experience of For Honor is just. It would be funny if it wasn't just exasperatingly lacking in reason and justification. Um, but when you can get in, it's 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 an all right game. And and I, as far as animations go, I will say that when you are just one hit killing all of the regular AI enemies, uh, the way you flow from enemy to enemy as you mow through them is very beautiful. Very beautifully done. Mm. I, I do like that. Some good, well-rendered well Before well we move slaughter. on, 
Um, yeah. I just want to quickly talk a little bit more about Neo because I didn't really. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. where I was about, about to take us week. to. Is I was gonna, I was gonna say, Gab, you did more Neo. Mm. How are you getting on? So last week on the podcast, if you remember, mm. I had only fought I think two bosses. Something and I was like, yeah, yeah. I was all like, this game's not that hard. I'm amazing at games, and yeah, then I then I came face to face with the vampire lady. You know, Gav was. Gav was in uh, Facebook Messenger to me and Laura all afternoon um, talking about the Bat Lady in Neo. It's like, who, oh, my, oh my god, I'm getting beaten more times than I got beaten by any blood. Tell me, it doesn't, tell me it doesn't me. get worse than this. She fucking killed me 11 times, which is more than anything in Dark Souls 3. Okay, you, you, you need to know what the world is like for the rest of us that aren't good at Dark Souls, because... Pretty much every boss in Dark Souls 3 I probably died to about that many times So now you know how I feel The Bat Lady in Neo is the wake up call boss She is the the one that is Basically there to say You think this is easy What do you think now? Like that's her role I think in the game And she fills it um... quite nicely I I what you know it 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 brought me to a, an issue I have with the game actually and um the bosses bosses good bosses in a game in my opinion test what you've learned in a more extreme way but this boss for me kind of put a whole new rule set a whole new rule sets into the game yeah. that you hadn't had a chance to know about before and I was a yeah. little bit like eh, it's a I little bit annoying the, but the main issue is that the at least my experience with her as a boss is she didn't put skills I'd learned to the test. She forced me to l- learn new ones because yeah. I had, I was still playing with the Dark Souls mentality at that point, and I, I simply did not try blocking her. I, I, I've played enough yeah, Dark Souls too. to know that's a fool's fucking errand. Don't try yeah. and block the boss. What are you doing, you moron? And that, uh, that's but, the moment you learn where you have to bl- use block. Yeah, like like most of her attacks, except for the one unblockable one, which is a real dick move, yeah. uh, most of her up-close attacks are all eminently blockable, and that's the idea. You block, you attack, you keep holes, and, and there you go. And you, you, you look for the, you know, when she's going to do her blast, you look for the... the telegraphing of that but that that said the rest of the bosses i fought haven't been that bad apart from that guy in the field who's just i still haven't <laughs> been able to beat that guy yet he reminds um, me of um the i think i mentioned this before but he does remind me of the the I, I won't mention the name but the last proper proper boss of bloodborne oh yeah, yeah. Mm. um also right some of the bosses piss me off because they're not so much a test of skill as they are of patience and endurance. I mean, they yeah. can go on for so... There's one that you probably remember. It's like this big dude on a bridge with an axe. And he has so much health. And it's just you have to kind of go... And he can basically completely kill you with one combo. And it's just you have to kind of go for like 10 to 15 minutes without fucking up once. And I, to me, that's not fun. That's where... I tell you what, I honestly, like even on Dark Souls, even when I tell myself I don't feel bad about doing it, and I will do it, I don't care who sneers at it or what, every now and then I might summon someone. Like I'll bring mm. in some co-op help. I don't feel all that bad about it. But in Dark Souls, if, if it is a boss that I haven't beaten on my, one, once on my own already... 
I will feel a bit bad and I'll, I'll want to try and make up for that and beat it on my own at some point. Yeah, with yeah. Neo, with how long it takes to kill some of the bosses. Oh, I, they just I, go on for so long. Yeah, <laughs> I got no guilt about summoning in that game. I, yeah. I almost feel like with just how long it takes to take their health down, it's designed more to encourage co-op than Dark Souls. Like It, it, it yeah. doesn't feel so much as easy mode as with some of them. It's like, no, this, this is just effective time-saving. <laughs> This also, is just me being double, you know, doubly quick with getting this dealt with. I feel I like I feel like I'm being pretty negative now, but the game's still amazing and it's a game of the year contender for me. I just oh, have yeah. to vent about this stuff. That the, the fucking fact- octopus boss was another shit boss because that fi- that to me felt like if you get lucky and he doesn't use the one hit kill laser beam on you, then the fight's easy. But if he does that, then you're fucked. I'm I, I've got thoughts about that particular bus that I don't think are fit for publication even on this show. Yeah. Um, just with I, regards I, I, to I amount of health versus yeah. getting caught just once by that. I, I did at one point, I, I leveled up my health so much that I could survive one shot of that. <laughs> beam. Yeah. And that's all I, I did it for. I'm like, I just want to. Oh, you can one. survive that. No, you can actually have enough health to survive it. Wow. Yeah, just uh, about. Yeah, because so, that was like but, the only hard thing in that fight was not getting hit by that. But then you're like minutes into the fight, and he just suddenly does it without any warning, oh, and dude, you're like, oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> once, and I think I've still got the footage, which I'm gonna have to play like uh, either as just an incidental on the Jimquisition or something. Let, let me guess: as soon as you came into the arena, it one, was one hit kill. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't even <laughs> get a chance next. to move. Yeah. And and I would have been pissed off, but it was it was funny. Yeah, that I, happened. I think, that happened me as well. I think my issue with the uh, the one hit kill or the near nearly guaranteed one hit kill attacks when they happen is the ones that have zero or very minimal wind up. Yeah. Like if you're going to pr- kill practically every player in a single attack. Give enough of a wind up that the player can see and respond to that threat. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's clear that the game, the, the the Team Ninja did a lot of balancing based on the the, the demos, the trials. Because um, the first, you know, I've, I've mentioned before, the first trial they put out, I hated. It felt like they were trying too hard to be hard. It was all, oh, look at us, look how tough we are. And then they eventually got their shit together. But some of the bosses and their attacks, I feel like, are holdovers from when well, this they... game was intended to be a lot more of, of what the, um, the, the team are calling Matto Core, you know. They, yeah. they did make some aspects of it harder. Uh, things like co-op, you can now only co-op with someone who's already beaten the boss um, by themselves already. So you can't just summon in any co-op person, and like they've done certain things that have made it harder in some regards, but and there the are general little... flow is definitely easier. There are little things that I keep learning that definitely help and and it's a lot of it is just getting out of the FromSoft mindset. For example, I was raging at the game about how often you get staggered into combos, especially mm. you know those big um, horn demon guys. They do that wild swinging combo, and yeah. I kept it, every hit would stagger me, so it was like effectively a one hit kill because I couldn't roll away until I tried blocking it, and then I realized block, that when yeah. you're staggered don't roll you block and just something as simple as that was kind of a game changer then you know honestly like a lot of damage i've taken in that game um a lot of the 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 really nasty sort of defeats i've had have been me trying to dodge instead of block 
Yeah. Uh, because again, mm. like I'm so used the, to it in the, in Dark Souls. The 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 fiery wheels are so hard to beat until you just block them, and then they're so easy. Same with the big yeah. bird guys with the spears. I I think the big thing for me that made made my experience infinitely easier was when I switched from like fast weapons to things that were just big and heavy. Yeah. I found that I had a much easier time, and it's just like okay, rather than trying to chip away and have to go through the attack pattern that the boss is doing multi- uh, like more and more times, mm. let's minimize the number of times I have to find an opening yeah. and just hit it with something big really and heavy. Hard. And <laughs> yeah. I had a better experience doing that because most of these small openings that are designed for the the faster, like more chip damage weapons. I was not good enough to get into those small openings. Mm-hmm. So I was like, fuck it, yeah. let's just not think about them. I'll deal with the big openings and hit it with the big hammer. Yeah. You know, I, whatever's I lo- the biggest, heaviest thing I can swing, I'll hit it with that. I like the spears myself. I love the moveset on the spears. You can, like, jump up in the air and stab down on them and stuff. And and when you start this, unlocking this is... all that stuff, that's where yeah. it really does differentiate itself from from the From games because it's it's a very different combat system. And to me, I'll actually... I'm going to go ahead and say it. it's a better combat system, I think. It's much more, it's much deeper and more varied than the ones in the Souls games. I, I think at the deep end, you're right. There is a lot more variation and depth and ability to pick how you sort of uh, specialize into what you want to be doing. I think at the, the, at the starting end, there is a lot of depth, which it doesn't explain to you what half of this stuff does properly. Yeah. And oh, like yeah, the, completely... what I'll say for the Souls games, it's it's much easier in the Souls games to just be like, I want to swing heavy things. I'll do strength, and that's like the stat. There's a there's a skill, uh, I think it's called Living Water, and it's like hidden away down at the bottom of one of the skill trees that I didn't even know the skills trees could scroll. So I was looking <laughs> at these skills going there, and and it lets you keep alts by dodging. And it completely changes the way you play the game. And I was like, how was this never told to me? <laughs> yeah, like, it, even if you find, like, scroll down and see it, it doesn't tell you really what it does. Yeah, it doesn't explain it either, does it? It tells you, like, no, keep it... something with your dodge, but it doesn't actually tell yeah. you that's what it does. Well, this is this is my point, is, like, once once you work out what's going on, there is a fantastic combat system here, but it is... yeah. Prohibitively overwhelming to try and wrap your head around at first. Yeah, which, to be fair, can be said of Dark Souls the first time you play it as well. I, I don't think. think it was ever to this degree. Mm. Anyway, it's, it's still the funny thing great. is 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 <laughs> that well the funny thing is is one thing I've seen the game praised for is that it's a lot more explanatory than Dark Souls, um, which is true for the most part. It is just these one or two little things where you do feel like you wish you'd known sooner. Because mm-hmm. for the most part, it, 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 it explains things a lot more clearly than the Souls games. But mm. there are just these one or two little things where you know, yeah. it would have been nice to have known. And I like the fact that you can just respec whenever you need to, which definitely yeah. takes some of that pressure yes. off of, like, of, I don't understand what half of these stats and things that I can be upgrading do. Let's put points into it, see what it does, and I can respec if I have to. I'm actually not super keen on how they did the stats scaling the weapons because it means... I mean, I picked spears, which is great because the stat to get better at spears is the same one to have more health. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I, I, feel I ended like up someone using maybe a weapon that's more dexterity based is kind of fucked in that respect. Well, actually, speaking as as someone who uh, uses a, a, the the dex based Kura um, weapon, which I'm not going to say the rest of, um, because <laughs> I never pronounced that word. Kusarigama. Kusarigama, I think it is. Um, Chainsickle. Chainsickle, everyone knows that word. Um, Which is dex. Uh, um, But my second weapon is the spear just because I I was kind of painted into that corner. It's like I I wanted more health. So Mm -hmm. it just made... But then I never use my secondary weapon. I only ever use the, the Kura... Sami gummy 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 (laughs) so so, I mean because I was going to ask you this last week do do you folks use your second weapons or do you just stick with not at all it was a brief brief period where I found an amazing lightning sword and Mm -hmm. used that for like a level but then went back to my spears my my problem is like I constantly feel like I should be using my secondary and that I would be doing better if I situationally switched between them. Mm. But when I'm in the flow of combat, I just want to pick the thing that I know and that I like and I I, well, I, yes. I know it inside and out and just stick to that. That's what's wonderful about the stance system, though, because, like, in, in a Souls game, if you pick a spear, uh, you're pretty fucked in a small corridor. But in this game, it's like you can switch to the mid stance and it's all pokes and stuff like that. Yes. And I love yeah. that, that every weapon ha- can be used in every situation. I, I love that, but that's half of why I don't bother with switching weapons because yeah. like having two weapons would be fine if they had like, like dark souls, they have a static move set. Mm-hmm. Having a, a weapon that you like that has multiple move sets is great. Having two weapons, each of which has multiple move sets you get into I've got to switch from this weapon to this weapon. Am I in the right stance to do the moveset that I want, having just switched weapon? Yeah. It's just extra things to think it's about if you're going to try and very quick... Yeah, yeah, yeah if definitely. you want to try and, in the heat of battle, switch weapon, and then remember which stance am I on, is this the right stance to get the moveset for this weapon, it can get com- convoluted. Yeah. It's like, I've got no reason to use my spear. The The... The chain sickle, like I've got my little quick up close stuff, and then if I want range, I switch to mid where he's swinging it above his head, and mm. and, and you've got real distance there. Is it it's hard like, to use? I've heard that weapon's quite hard to use. Uh, I mean, it it's I guess it's it's difficult at first, like very initially, just as you get used to just how it moves. But once you know what it does, it's no different from you know any other weapon. It's yeah. It, it's a really good weapon for fatiguing them, for draining key, because first of all, you can unlock a skill for it where uh, um, I think I think it's it's a unique cura skill where you can drain their key a lot more with your sp- uh, skill attacks. Mm. But there's a lot of very quick slashes and slices and stuff that's really good for when they're guarding, just whittling that down and opening that, um... them up for an execution. That key thing was another thing that frustrated me a bit. It seems a bit inconsistent. There'd be some times where demons have no key left and yet they just continue to wail on me. And I don't really understand what it is that triggers it when I finally knock them over. Especially when sometimes you hit them once and they'll fall over. Yeah, is it a random critical chance, I wonder? or I'm sure there's some system to it, but I never never really questioned it. I just kind of, the moment I saw them fall, I didn't 
ask questions. I was like, yeah. let's just do this. Get him. Because with, yeah. with human enemies and with like the skeleton warriors and stuff, it's pretty consistent. They run out of key, you're going to be able to do your critical. But with the demons, it feels a bit all over the place. Uh, skeleton warriors! Sorry, you, you, you said skeleton warriors. <laughs> I thought so, of you, Jim, when I saw the... Uh, the skeleton warrior, and he's actually called skeleton warrior. He, yeah, <laughs> actually, yeah. fuck. Did I put the contained skeletons tag on my Neo review? <laughs> I I have a tag called contained skeletons, and any game with skeletons in it, I I use the tag so that people know whether or not there are skeletons in it. It's because you did you tag it correctly? This is the question we need to know now. We can't move uh, on until oh. we know. I mean, that I should be on the I back did. of every box with you know supports multiplayer. Yeah. And- <laughs> Well, there is for, for marketing and uh, public safety reasons because marketing, you know, fifty percent. This is pure science. Fifty percent of the population think skeletons are cool, uh, and so fifty percent of people looking at the contained skeleton warning will think that's awesome. Fifty. The other fifty percent are intent, and this is um, scientific terms, are intensely spooked by skeletons. So they need to know. It, it's basically um, uh, it's a skeleton warning. It's a skeleton warning, and the I think time... that that's fair. And there's been a lot of controversy about that. People say, "Oh, we don't need skeleton warnings." <laughs> the people are getting too soft now; they're too easily offended. And I'm like, "Well, no. You know, I think it's very fair to put a skeleton warning on something if it contains skeletons, just as a it, it, it's consideration. It's being considerate for other people. Some so... people might be spooked." They should know beforehand what they're getting into. It's 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 just fair warning. So back to Neo. I like that the bosses all have stamina that you can basically deplete down, and that Which that's does the thing. That's... when it runs out. <laughs> hey, it can it can sometimes open up openings to get in. Mm. I I like that it's a a thing, and that that would be a cool thing for Dark Souls to do. So yeah. I'm just saying, Neo, I, I'm, I'm just saying, it? skeleton warnings have been around <laughs> since the 90s. It's just we didn't call them skeleton warnings back then. They were called the Harbingers of Bone. Yeah, I wish like, I'd like, got a skeleton had warning when I was watching fucking Jason and the Argonauts as a kid and all that <laughs> stop, no, stop motion skeletons still haunt my dreams. Oh, that's actually a separate category yeah. inhabited only, only by Jason the only and the Argonauts thing more scary. and technically the first Terminator. The only thing more scary was stop motion Medusa. Now that was proper nightmare fuel. All those old films with the old stop motion, really, really haunting stuff. Some people mm. think it's shit. I think, I think if you did a awesome. modern day horror film where the monsters were stop motion, but that was the gimmick, it's like no, they actually are supposed to move that way in universe. Yeah. That scare the shit amazing, out of yeah. me. I would, I would shit my it, fucking pants. It just digs another level to the uncanny valley when stuff is stop motion. Absolutely. But did you guys f- um, find... I, I won't spoil what the boss is, but it's a kind of an icy boss in an icy arena. Mm. Did you find that one yeah. hard? I had a lot of trouble with that one. I I struggled with it more, not drastically more than others, but yeah. like a little more than others. It felt like another time where I had to learn an entire new rule set because it Which was using so- magic. And it was like the first time in the game I'd experienced anyone chucking magic at me, really. Would you say you didn't have a nice time? <laughs> with the bus. <laughs> Did you scream because I screamed? Because oh. uh, that's cold. Uh, 
I wanted this podcast contains skeletons. Meow. I should warn you. Meow. People were really upset about that cat. Some people were. Not everyone. Some people, Some were people really fucking upset loved it. Some people Meow. fucking loved it and were like, "This is amazing. Can we have the the cat on every week?" So Meow. you know. Yeah. Well, well, I tried. I tried to sign the cat back on for this week, but there was uh, a clause in its contract. Uh, <laughs> said it couldn't. Couldn't have been on. <laughs> Well, thank God for that. <laughs> okay, do we want to talk about anything else while we're here? Before before the cat comes to whisk her away. Oh, that um, was good. I was trying to that... think of whiskers. Oh, that is good. Uh, do we do we want to do a question this week? Let's. I, yeah. I suppose if we got a good one. Uh, we got one from Jupiter Doomsday on Twitter, which I must say that's a pretty cool Twitter name. Name alone justifies it. Yeah, so we've previously been asked, like, video game characters that we would, you know, we would do smooching with and give promise rings to. This is a slightly different question. What video game boss or video game villain would you take on a smoking hot date for Valentine's Day? They, they gotta be evil and it's gotta be a smoking hot one. None of this promise rings business. I would take the dancer of the Boreal Valley out clubbing because she's got better moves than John Travolta. And Plus, you'd never lose her in the club. Speaking of smoking hot, she sets the whole room on fire. So. She does. Liter- I, I, liter- both literally and with her dance moves. <laughs> I'm, I'm always a fan of anyone that any date you're bringing to the club that you can see very instantly in the crowd where they are. Like yeah. you can keep track of them nice and easy. Plus, plus, uh, dad ass. Yeah, dad ass. Uh, I, I'm also gonna go Dark Souls, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with. Uh, Actually, no, let's go Bloodborne and go with um, Rom the Vacuous Spider. Oh, you know, that'd be lovely. I, I, I get the impression they've been alone for a long, long time. They've just been chilling in that void, no one else around. And I feel like Rom could just use some company. And I'm, I'm, I'm ready to show problem, Rom a, a real good time. The problem with Rom, though, is it's got so many holes. How do we decide which one to fuck? Hey, you, you say problem... I say opportunity for a hell of a night. <laughs> you won't like, be bored. I, why, why do I pick just one when I can spend the whole night just just coming and going as I please amongst the, all of... The, I've got so many choices with Rom. Mm. Vacuous G- in more ways than one. Yeah, Jim, Jim which, which, uh, which naughty video game naughty person are you going to take on a smoking hot date? Uh, the Batwoman from Neo. Uh, I mean... The way she kicked me around, I, I'd like some more. <laughs> also, another fair point about her is that she's so high. Are, are you taking her on a hot date because she uh, she she fucked you? because uh, yeah. uh, you got fucked. Because uh, it's a hard game. In my butt, and it was good. Yeah, yeah. So there we go. That's that's who we all are. D- is, we are having hot dates with on all Valentine's. All I'm saying is, I will never again be able to enjoy an arrow after Rom the Vacuous Spider. I I think that for me, I will enjoy them on a whole new level at this <laughs> yeah. point. I, Honestly, I, like every time I see an arrow now, I've got to fuck it. Yeah, exactly. Just like, oh my god, this is the hottest thing. I want to be inside of all of those holes. Yeah, we've all spunked in an arrow. I mean. Yeah. Everyone, it's it's even, the, cre- even it's if the creamy you bubble spunk, delight. You've spunked in an arrow somehow. Yeah. We don't know how it. I'm not a scientist. 
yeah, it's, you know, oh. the, the, the arrow makes it possible. <laughs> oh, Gab's come. Why did I Google trypophobia? I have to keep doing this to myself. <laughs> oh, it's like this fucking bad compulsion I have. Every time I think of it, like, maybe That's I'd it. be able to look this. No. no. You're holding your own hand to the stove, Gav. Yeah. No one's making you Google. Listener, don't do that. Don't Google like, trypophobia. If, if, if you're spooked by skeletons without a warning, then you don't want to look up that word. Yeah. The worst part is, is some people are going to be like, I don't even know how to spell that word. Let's just start it. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Yeah, it just it doesn't bear thinking about. Are we done? Ah, uh, yeah. probably. Why not? I think we're, I think we're yeah. done. Uh, Everyo- Laura, everyone's people- off oh. going. Um, making themselves feel nauseous now so <laughs> that's it yeah i think we we better get out while the going's good so laura how can people find out more about your stuff once they're done vomiting up all over themselves me you can find me and my stuff at laura k buzz pretty much everywhere laura k buzz on twitter laura k buzz on youtube laura k buzz on patreon that's what pays the bills other than that uh you can also hear me on this week's uh, super best friend cast if you want to go listen to that that's like three Exciting. hours of me wittering on about video games uh also, Monday coming up, I will be launching the Crystal Clodcast, where I will be talking a bunch about Steven Universe with some people. So that's nice. the thing you can go find on Twitter, uh, at Crystal Clodcast. But yeah, just Laura K. Buzz everywhere. That's usually the place to find me. Oh, awesome. I, I think the super best friend people are, are good. I think, I think yeah. they've said nice things about me before. I mean, if they've oh, not, fuck I, I, Okay, I, I listen to them anyway. they friends if they didn't. Oh, yeah. no, I, I listen to the Super Best Friend cast anyway, which is why when they invited me on, I was I was very excited about this. But they, they talk very highly of you, Jim. They are, they're big fans of you. All but, right, uh, then, I, then, I then, then they are good. Yeah. If, if they were, if they'd said bad things, then they are overrated fake news. That's yeah. how this works now. Fake news. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, go go listen to me witter on about video games over there as well. Awesome, awesome. Um, I had to sneak in a quick little Trump bit just just at the end, just for people's enjoyment because I hey, know how hey, popular Gavin, it is. Gavin, do you want to do the Easy D voice? Oh, do wanna... I should do my Easy D poem. Oh, you oh. have an Easy D poem oh. or my Easy oh. D rap? Remember? I remember. Okay, I just gotta find it. It's It'll good. Just take it's me good. A second, you can edit over this. <laughs> no, I'll tell you what. I'll t- you look it up. I'll do your bit for you, right? Yeah, you if go you on. go, if you look up "Miracle of Sound," right on YouTube, yeah. "Miracle of Sound," you'll find Gavin's music. It's yeah. it's really good. I highly recommend it. He's also "Miracle of Sound" on Twitter at "Miracle of Sound," all one word. And check him out on Bandcamp, "Miracle of Sound" on Bandcamp to buy his albums. Highly recommended as well. His Yo. tunes can also be found on iTunes, Spotify. I mean, pretty much wherever. Quality yeah. music can be found. You'll find Gav. Did did I? Uh, I gotta get you to do that every week. I I, I yeah. do all right. Did I cover yeah. it up long enough? Yeah, just I'll all mention right. as well. The latest song on the channel is uh, Resident Evil Seven song, which is Tom Waits by way of Rob Zombie ish. So nice. if you like those artists, you might might enjoy the song. Um. All right. <clears throat> I've got a rap. I want to tell you all. It's a tremendous rap. Make way, motherfuckers, for the easy D. Ladies in the house, call me Sleazy T. Grab them by the P in their bikinis, G. Get my sexy on with the steamy P. Wow. Gavin? Gavin? I should, like, write lyrics or something. You should. I mean, 
this is why I, I wanted to get your promotion, like your musical promotion up first, because after hearing that, People are rushing to Bandcamp now to buy the latest album. They're going to the channel to listen to that Resident Evil song because Gav is the easy do. That, that was, that was beautiful and glorious, and thank you very much for enriching I'm, our lives, Gavin. I'm quite, quite proud of rhyming uh, P and their bikinis G with Sleazy T. It was good. It was honestly, that was, I think everyone will agree that was good. Um, I think we, we, we might as well go. Yeah. I th- I thank you all for listening as always thank you for your support uh, thank you for putting up with uh, us putting up with us and <laughs> and that's about it we'll see you next week thank god for you for Meow. listening Meow. you bye 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 <laughs>